0: all right welcome back to on shuffle podcast uh daniel matthew here um back with another good one um i cut you off there right before the show because uh we never do this and i think we've got some people who obviously have been invested in this uh podcast with us for a bit so um you know i know you went out of town i had to ask you was that the first time you flew yeah okay so matthew went out of town this weekend uh and uh, out, uh, you know,
1: out of state wedding, and uh yeah, so that was the first time you flew. Were you nervous? Uh, yeah, I was a little nervous. Okay. Um, yeah, it was um, it was nervous, which it wasn't. Thankfully, it wasn't any bad weather, and overall, yeah. it was I guess it was a normal flying experience. No, no problems, no delays, and uh
0: so no lay. You didn't have like a long layover anywhere or
1: anything. Uh, no, no, it was uh, was it direct flight or connecting? Yeah, it was direct. it was, oh, nice. it was So we just. A couple of hours to get where we were going okay and uh yes yeah, so it wasn't bad um nice i said i said that was the easiest part of the trip so that, that was uh you know definitely, uh, definitely fought, I we definitely fall' i'll feel comfortable flying again
0: okay well cool man and so i bring all that up because again we don't we don't ask each other these questions enough people have been invested in this show uh, to add on to that uh obviously followed you and your wife uh you know your your progress or your trip um and I saw, I think it was your wife's, uh, the the wedding that you went to, their, uh, the husband and wife dancing to uh, Rolling Stone's Beast of Burden. Was that their first dance? Yes. Okay. So, I want to unpack this and then we'll get going. Uh, I think this is music-worthy podcast. Um, I, I heard that and I my first thought is this is cool. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought that too. Very cool. Uh, now, my second thought, I'm not going to lie to you, my second thought was, um, this song is uh the lyrics i mean you know it's basically i think that okay so you can correct me if i'm wrong you might not know either maybe you do i used to know this song was uh keith richards to mick jagger because keith richards if if you know anything about the rolling stones uh you know he was out of his mind on drugs for most of the 70s and uh, jagger pretty much uh did everything led the band and it was kind of um, his way of, uh, you know, I think he did most of the songwriting, or this, at least um, the rough cut. And it was like his song to Jagger is saying, you know, I've been your beast of burden, like you've carried the weight, the whole thing. Anyways, you you people have heard the lyrics. Uh, and if you yeah. hadn't, you can go back. But anyways, all that to say, thought it was cool, but I thought it was a very uh,
1: uh, uh, odd choice, I guess, if we're talking about lyrics. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, because when I first heard it, because the entire time leading up to the for um, the dance, you know, the music they were playing in general, was, um, it was definitely kind of, part part of it was country, part of it was definitely, because kind of like 70s soft rock, or like single singer-songwriter stuff mm-hmm. in the 70s, so it was, um, but it was like kind of a, more, um, yeah, I guess it's just the easiest way kind of singer songwriter stuff. There's a few 90s songs, like yeah. with, uh, that played Hootie a little bit. Nice, gotta um, have Hootie at a wedding, yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't nothing modern, really. I, I don't think there was a new song that at least recognized, yeah. played. Um, so like leading up to it, I, I said, okay, this is pretty, you know, it was pretty cool, different for sure. And then off to Beast of Burden, which. I can't say it's a popular wedding song that I know of. I can't, I'll, you know, I've I've been to too many weddings in my lifetime but yeah. um it was definitely uh definitely a kind of a odd choice. It is and and, and I, mean, I was
0: thinking about it. it had to be just a favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like I, one of them or both of them. Maybe it's their song. Maybe that's what it is, but uh I when I heard the you, the story on the Instagram or whatever, I saw it. Uh all I could think of was a this is one of their favorite songs or it's their song. Um, because, you know, he didn't just it's hard for me to believe that he uh and even this, it's hard for me to believe he went up to her and said, Hey honey uh so I was thinking for a first dance, uh, you know, and her uh if if she wasn't a fan of that, uh so yeah. yeah.
1: Um we yeah, with uh you know, first dances I know um obviously it's all, you know, uh personal I guess. For but sure. um just uh going to go my you know, my first dance story with my wife you know um we had we had pretty much came down to three cause I think we would talk about like, oh this will make a good song this will make a good song um and then and um so it came down to three there was a cover of an Elvis song funny enough mm. it was uh um can't help falling in love mm. um it was a cover that um I can't remember the lady the girl's name now that sings it um <laughs> But uh anyway, there's a cover, and then it, then there was uh the White's line song you're all I need mm-hmm. and then well actually four there's um there's a piano version of um what's that queen song the uh I was born to love you because mm-hmm. um, there's the you know there's the i don't know the pop or the you know yeah. full instrumental version right then there's the piano version, and it's pretty much just piano and Freddie, so that was in the running too, but we've landed on. Stereotypically, Heaven by Brian Adams. Yeah. Because um, uh, because we were getting married at a church, and that's probably the yeah um, most church uh, friendly, I would say. But uh, yes, that was ours. So, it's like
0: it, yeah, it's a cool. You no, know, you had some good choices, though, and that's actually a cool, a cool one. But like you, because I know the song you you guys did. Um, mine was an old um, uh, song uh, Real Love by the Beatles. Uh, it was an acoustic version with, oddly enough, Adam Sandler singing. Uh, I just like that version better. But, um, you know, I, I've always liked the song, and um, and I like the uh, the lyrics, of course. I thought the lyrics were very fitting. And, of course, me being the music one, I got to uh, pick. I've got the to pick. But it was one of those deals where, you know, my wife's like, okay, give me your choices, and at least let me have some input on it. Uh, I'm, as I'm sure Savannah, pro- or, you know your wife probably liked to have some input, but anyways, um, so uh, we went with that, and it's uh, it's just and, and honestly, I don't know if I ever told you this, Matthew. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Uh, we almost, uh, I don't even know if my wife knows this. We almost played live. Um, uh, we we had talked about me and um, you know my uh, relatives that played music uh, that I played with growing up, uh, both great guitars um none of us uh great singers uh but nonetheless we had talked about doing it live and uh, you know i guess just as it, and that was the idea and as we got closer uh i'd say probably within a few months from the wedding uh i started thinking about it and i was like you know this is a big moment and um you know it's an all eyes on me moment and uh and I just, I got kind of uncomfortable with the situation. So, uh, mm-hmm. but but nonetheless, yeah. you know, uh, just, just cool. I, and again, the Brian Adams one, like mine, I think the lyrics are fitting for something like that. Plus, it's very unique. I don't think many people do or have done ours.
1: Well, uh, yeah, yours is definitely unique, kind of similar to the Beast and Burden. Um, I do have to say the Heaven one, it was the MTV Unplugged, because mm. I've always liked that version yeah. Um because uh, well I think because the original is obviously good too but mm-hmm. it's uh, the live is a little bit more you know more live I guess yeah the, you know, the more, with more imperfections but it's also very very good yeah um, but I can't the only other noticeable wedding because you know cause our brothers that got married you know so they um, I can't really remember their wedding songs and um, or even some other ones because I know because there's the the dance of the parents and the you know all that stuff yeah but um my brother gavin i'm, I'm jealous of his one of his because he um it was the father it was a you know uh mother of the groom mm-hmm. and you know the mother of the groom dance with the you know off of the husband and he had your uh you'll be in my heart by uh um uh, phil collins mm. you know, from tarzan oh yeah, uh, you- yeah so uh just that song was probably one of my personal favorites, but uh, obviously I was really jealous because it, and if even in the movie, you know, the song is a, pretty much a song about Tarzan and his yeah. gorilla mama. When I put it that <laughs> way. Um, so, so that's kind of uh, I was like, damn it, that's perfect. Yeah, because like, cause I say that just because I mine is some bullshit. Air, I I like not remember the guy's name. He was on American Idol. Did you pick it, or was it a DJ? Pick? Well, it was because the way me and my wife did our music, it was it was um, we well because we were debating on the music because we didn't necessarily want a DJ, and you know so we pretty much said uh, we'll make a playlist mm. on Spotify. So because like you know I I paused Spotify obviously that at the time so well, mm-hmm. I still do, but um so okay so we'll make a playlist. And I was thinking, okay, well, I don't, I, I was kind of I didn't wasn't sure of the song for me to choose yeah. for like the uh, you know mother and the hus- uh, groom dance mm-hmm. um, and then she it's one that she threw out it was uh, a guy on American Idol I don't remember his name but Bice no it was <laughs> one of them had like kind of not older not old old guy but like he had like salt and pepper hair okay something hicks oh t- taylor yeah t- yeah i, yeah. Know, yeah, Tyler, I remember yeah. you talking about yeah, yeah it was uh so yeah, it was a song by his and it was okay. okay it was a totally fine song yeah but uh you know that full calling song was nail on the head it was perfect yeah. um but yes yeah, so that was uh so that was talking weddings <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, kind of undercut our uh, first topic which yeah is, i guess no, no doubt Yes,
0: okay, so again got that out of the way. I've been wanting to do that I've been waiting for the right time you know you guys uh, apparently there's you, there's some of you listening every week um, you know it seems like we got some regulars now, and uh, i I felt like hey, maybe we go put up a little bit more uh, than just what we're tell you you're gonna do and maybe you can get to know us a little bit better but anyways uh so like Matthew said, moving on the homework was no doubt I scrolled last week landed on no doubt um. You know, if you if you've lived under a rock, you've at least heard of Gwen Even if you're a new, uh, if you're a kid born in this uh, this century, uh, you've heard of Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Uh, what is she America's uh, uh,
1: American Idol, or well, she was on The Voice. Okay. But i like I don't know if she does anything like okay. that right now. Okay.
0: But she, but she's very um, I guess. Uh,
1: she, she's she's uh I guess well you can get into it now. She's definitely uh ascended way past no doubt right like exactly past.
0: so she's so like she's not i feel like personally uh now not for me but for a lot of people out there probably a very good amount of people out there she's known for gwen stefani now um, she's the wife of uh blake shelton that's his name yep. blake shelton uh nailed it and um and anyway it's just a like high profile uh marriage and both a-list uh musicians wouldn't you say
1: yeah, I'll say definitely, uh, definitely A list. Yeah. Um I know. Um, yeah, because I, 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 oh yeah, kind of an odd parent. I think they met on the Voice. I think I'm not, I'm not sure how they yeah. met, but
0: that's right. The Voice. You're yeah, because exactly yeah, right. I think when they there, spin around.
1: Yeah, because they were both on the Voice yeah. as judges. But uh, yeah, um, I guess um, I guess I'll just get started in the No Doubt. Well, let me ask you before you okay, start. Because okay, uh,
0: yeah. have you uh, have have you ever listened to No Doubt before? Uh yeah I have okay,
1: um, okay. yeah so like I said we went with no doubt obviously being I know I've made this uh, expressed this before that um we don't really like '90s music mm-hmm. um pretty much just from the like just from the few memories not few memories because you know there's a lot of memories from the '90s I remember right. but overall um well from what I remember of the '90s um is all I remember is riding in the car with my mom going to school right and no doubt it's probably the sound of the 90s from just like memories you know like a there's a soundtrack playing to like my 90s life probably no doubt because uh, i just remember them being on the radio all the time right all the time um so uh yeah so with with no doubt i think one of the, i think well still my favorite song just to get that out of the way um uh, don't speak. Okay. Got some, got some, some life, I think a couple years ago from something. Their biggest song. Yeah. yeah. Also definitely their biggest song. For Sure. Um, for, for some reason I I wanted to listen to it. So I did do a little bit of a deep dive then, um, listen to some of those other stuff and, um, just kind of re listening to it now. Um, yeah, def, definitely still like for me, uh, very nineties mm. and I'm just, just kind of looking up there. Um, history now yeah. on, on spotify um because i know we normally try to give a little um while
0: you're looking that up i gotta say this one thing that blew my mind uh and i've no i listened to no doubt when they when they were in their heyday in the 90s uh but one thing that blew my mind uh, when i was going back doing my homework is i can't believe that they formed in 86 and that mm. she's 52 years old um, you know, I know we don't go home with her and see her w- with her face off and I don't mean that in a, a sex way or anything. I mean, you know, obviously she's wearing makeup, it could be a male or female. We're talking about famous people. A lot of them do, uh, especially, uh, performers, but, um, you know, you just see what you see on TV. And of course, uh, uh, you know, I did not, I couldn't believe she was 52 and I definitely couldn't believe that formed in 86.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She definitely, um, looks a lot younger than 52. Yeah. Um, and like I said, because I only remember the '90s stuff. I, I mean, I'm assuming there's some diehard fans that I remembered when they got started. Because um, you know, they, there's always those fiends that were well, well before sure. the time. Um, was just looking at like their catalog. They had, they didn't really release anything until '92 anyway. Okay. Um, Is that when so, their first album was? Yeah. Okay. So it was a uh, self-titled. Um, yeah. So it was one of those groups that. Um, obviously to build up enough of a following to get um, well to get you know to get relevant They start releasing music and obviously being one of those groups of the 90s of an era yeah. kind of um, I think I mentioned it before the those VH1 shows yep. like this was this was this will be this is one of the groups that always kind of are mentioned as yeah. far as like this kind of uh, monumental right. 90s group um, which I would say just kind of getting into the Gwen Stefani of things here um,
0: that should be a term. Let's get to the <laughs> Gwen Stefania things. <laughs>
1: um, well, because I can only imagine they, uh, this isn't, this is a you know, we don't know this for a fact, but um, they probably only split up just because she was, like, obviously was wanting to do her own thing. Mm. And she um, blew up. Yeah. Like, she's, because even, like, before, like, you know, the Blake, Blake Shelton and stuff, she was obviously, like, I think, I, I don't know her biggest songs. But it was it was bananas? Yeah, she did She did a cover of "It's,
0: it's My, it's My Life" of, by uh, what's the name of, of that? Bon that bon uh, Drevy? no, not but "It's My Life." Uh, uh well, it is, it's it called "My Life." Uh, it's a it's an '80s cover of a, of, a, of a British band, I believe. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that song. Uh, um, is it a uh, Bow Wow? Maybe I can't remember who's. No, not Bow Wow. That's another song. That's a rapper. Uh yeah, bow wow. Well, there was a there was a bow wow too. I'll have to find that one, but uh, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Um,
1: uh, well, because I'm looking her up now, and like I said I don't, I don't know. Let's see here, because. Uh, but that was no doubt. I think so. Let me backtrack. That you go ahead and do your thing because that was no doubt. I'm thinking of the cover. Um. Well, because I, I remember, like I said kind of following her, you know, career. Obviously, with no doubt, first. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say yeah, no Doubt's Biggest songs were Boy well, "Just a Girl," "Spiderwebs," and "Don't Speak." Um, I know they won two Grammy. They had two Grammy nominations. Mm-hmm. I would say with no doubt. Um, I even re- remember when she split with uh, Gavin Rossdale mm-hmm. from Bush. Yep. Um, a group that I've know only one song from. Really? Yeah. So I don't. I I say I only one. No one. Only one. I, Glycerine. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> the, the I, I only know one song. Yeah. I probably heard of some others. For I sure. Imagine. For sure. But, um, but yeah, so I said, so see if I can just wrap it up. Yeah. So it's like, uh, no doubt I'm Gwen Stefani, um, definitely not music. I'm going to uh, revisit. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'd like to like mention that, you know, definitely a group that I'm not going to, probably won't re- revisit again. Um, nothing really reached out to me this time. Cause like I said, for me it's uh, and it's just some obviously very personal thing. Um, they still have the stink of the '90s on them for me personally, and wow. like you know, and, just, and like I said, you know, <laughs> that's just just because of my personal distaste for '90s music. For for a lot of it, obviously, there's some good stuff in the '90s, but um, but yeah, just not yeah, not my thing. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I guess if I was to if I if I wasn't such a, a non fan of the '90s, probably more of their stuff would have popped out to me. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a style of music like I am not not really into anymore. And like I said, in nineties music, and we can maybe this is might be a good topic for to do. um uh, You know, like another series sure. potentially is go through like the different ear like different decades mm-hmm. and kind of uh think about, like, kind of talk about the music of the decade and mm-hmm. kind of how it you know kind of changed like and like their the stereotypical like. You know, for the characteristics see, of the decade, yeah. Um, because like the 90s, I feel you there, like the 90s that seemed like they had more like not joke bands, but bands with like a sense of humor, yeah. And like, uh, no doubt, a well, couple would fit in there a little bit. Um, like I said, um, uh, uh, one of my favorites, Blink '82, would definitely fit in there, sure. Um, all those pop punk groups, and even some of the like i know there was the gangsta like the gangster rap of the early 90s yeah but even even then like i know that the later the later 90s rap stuff um even had a sense of humor too so i guess the 90s just wasn't I'm uh, looking back i guess it wasn't that serious i guess i don't know um you were a little older than i was so you probably well didn't it, you know i
0: it. i think it's i think it's where you're at in life you know what i'm saying so like um you know there's I, I, it's probably the same reason we're not a fan of like the new pop or, or or all of it. Like, if we were a certain age, or we might be different. So I think I think it just has to deal with, with you know where you're at in life and and how old you are and this and that. Now of course I I I was in the middle of it. I did like it, uh, but I don't anymore. Uh, if that makes sense, you know we kind of mentioned in past episodes the corns and the lint biscuits, and I own these albums. And I look back and I'm like, what was I doing listening to this? Um, no, I never did the Jinko Jeans and the uh, you know the emo stuff while I listened. Mm. But uh, but again, you know, I think it's a time and place sort of deal. Now I'll say this, um, I'll take it a step farther. Um, I now I wasn't a huge No Doubt fan by no means. I, I you know I, I'd call myself a casual fan, like I would anybody that I like their music. But I did have a huge crush on her. Um, mm when uh don't speak came out um the video and uh, she's just i think it was don't speak or spider i can't remember which video it was but i think it was don't speak she's just in this uh dress uh in a garage um you know the video where they're playing the music mm-hmm. um, um and i you know i was in love uh, uh you know as a preteen, teen uh mm-hmm. listen to that but uh so I'll, i will say that I had a huge crush on her um but not a, you know, not a big fan. One thing I keep thinking of before I go into my, um, is, and I'm sorry, I'm stuck on this. Um, this, them forming in 86 and she's, I want to say they're, no, I know they are. They're based out of California. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I could think of is you've got this little band, uh, called No Doubt. And and, and I'm thinking of their style, of course. And I know they didn't really release their first uh, album, like you mentioned till 92, but I'm thinking of them and, 1987 in the Viper Room, uh, you know, with Guns N' Roses and, and I, I get, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, uh, that California, uh, uh, metal, uh, hair, you know, but obviously they probably weren't, uh, that's probably when they formed and they were probably very amateur until, you know, later. But, um, now, uh, I, you know, the songs you mentioned, I never really cared for Spiderwebs. Uh, I loved, uh, Don't Speak. That was a great song. It's still a great song. Um, but the song, that my favorite song by them uh, to this day uh, was Simple Kind of Life. I uh, love that song. Um, I, it's still in my library, and I will listen to it from time to time. Just a really cool, uh, pretty catchy song. Um, one thing that uh, I've always heard, and I don't, and well, this goes to us just talking, and we're not here giving you facts. We're giving you opinions and uh, what we think and what's on our mind, but... I'd always heard that her and her guitar player had a thing, yeah. um, and I'd always heard that "Don't Stip Speak" was uh, in reference to that. Now I don't know that that's true. That's just something that I used to hear. Maybe it was an old fairy tale. Maybe there's truth mm-hmm. to it. I don't know. I'd have to Google that.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, so, but I, I I say that about her and Blake Shelton, as I mentioned earlier, being high profile. I will have to say if you were around in the nineties, her and Gavin Ros- Rosdale were huge profile too. I mean, you know, talk about Bush and, and Bush is another one I was a fan of. I actually owned Bush album uh one or two. Uh, Bush was huge and uh now I, it's something I wouldn't revisit in a million years. Uh it's just not my type of music anymore. But we mentioned Glycerine. They had another song that was on the Werewolf Werewolf and Paris album uh soundtrack. I cannot remember what the song was, but I remember it being pretty catchy. Uh, but they had a few catchy songs. Uh, but I never liked him. I always thought he just seemed very—I don't know—he was, was just too different for me. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's probably a great guy. If you want to come on and talk about <laughs> it, you know, yeah. we'll uh, we'll discuss. But no. Um, so I've never been a huge fan of his. But uh, I will say, had a crush on her. Um, went back and listened to the music. It is exactly what I remembered it. Um, uh t- talented little band um, couple hits, and uh like you mentioned, you just had a lead singer who uh, was very marketable uh, smart young, pretty, and talented and she just tr- transcended or ascended however you say it uh, way past her band yeah. um, and I don't even know like what her band did you know if her band continued did anything if they're all of notable uh or anything about them you know I've never looked into that either. Uh, but you know, I'll revisit them when I want to hear, uh, don't speak or simple kind of life, but that's probably it. And, and, and it was, or, um, that it's my life. Hold on. While we're sitting here and I know this probably isn't good radio, but I do got to find the name of that song and who covered it. It was, let's see. They had don't speak just a girl. That was another big one. I forgot about that one. Um, they had, uh, let's see.
1: Go ahead. Well, I almost mentioned like to mention that they, um, Simple Kind of Life it was a song they did. Um, yep. Yeah, so I'm not sure of the cover you're talking about. Um, what, uh, it's, it's,
0: it's My it's my Life uh, is the name of the song. And uh, it was by, uh, let's see, who was the name of the band? Okay, you know what? I'm not going to do the song and dance. Uh, it's My Life. Oh, Talk Talk. That's the name of the group. Uh, Talk Talk, which was a pop. Uh, it was mid-80s. The, and you, if I'll let you hear it after the show, uh, right away you're like, holy crap! Yeah, I know that song. Everybody knows that song. So one of those, but it was a UK. Uh, came out in January of '84. Uh, but band Talk Talk, it's my life. So nonetheless, my so my second or third favorite song by them is a song they covered. Um, and you know, I, sometimes when I love when my bands, people I like cover songs, mm-hmm. but I do have a little bit of disdain for. Uh, for a band who doesn't have that much in their uh, repertoire and one of their better songs is a cover of somebody else's song. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, not a huge fan of that, but, um, yeah. So, go listen to No Doubt if you want to. Uh, you know, I recommend a couple songs and that's it. Yeah.
1: So You there with that? <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: All right, Matthew. So, this is the part of the show I've been waiting for. So, uh, you know, Matthew had the idea. Uh, he brought up a couple weeks to you guys on air that... Um, or to you know me and you guys that we should do a movie uh a review because we, we we did the Megadeth review and I think it went pretty good we've got some good listens to that, um and uh, and I, I haven't listened to it you know, we both feel the same way about hearing ourselves speak but uh it must have did pretty good must be okay um and uh, Matthew came up with the idea hey we need to do a a, a music movie review well uh, Matthew it seems like yesterday uh, was at the house and he said hey man. Have you seen the have you heard about the new Elvis movie, and my thought right away goes to why the hell is there another elvis movie this um, is
1: I, I I think you buddy in um go ahead uh this was ages ago Yeah. It's, it's not like you said this was yesterday well no that what I'm saying is it felt like yesterday this okay. is all
0: trans okay. in my mind this is all trend. now obviously this has been ages ago because the movie wasn't out yet, but in my mind, it feels like yesterday that uh he came to me. Asked me if I heard about it. I you know, I said no, and all I could think of was, like, who the hell is going to watch another Elvis movie? And he shows me the trailer, and uh, it, I was blown away. Blown away. Uh, Austin Butler, is that his name? Yeah. He plays Elvis in the new uh, Elvis biopic, uh, and uh, biopic, however you want to say it. And, um, well, Matthew gave us the assignment. Uh, it took me a little longer than I wanted. I started watching it one night, and... Um, very late, fell asleep uh, somewhere halfway through the movie, and man, I have tried and tried and tried to finish this movie. Finally finished it last night. Um, so uh, long
1: movie, and uh, Matthew, what do you think about it? Yeah, so uh, start off because I did mention, you know, this is a movie that um, I was kind of sort of interested in it when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like I mentioned it to you, I think we both got into it. When we saw the trailer. Um, and then I mentioned something to my my mom about it. So my mom, my stepdad, and a friend of theirs went and seen it um, cause they were all on vacation. And they went and seen it, and um, oh, I guess initially they didn't realize that it was almost three hours long. So they were yeah. uh, a little um, flabbergasted, I guess, because they don't, you know, they they uh, they fall asleep during movies. <laughs> so them watching three hour movie is well out of character um for them but like but uh but again so I, was, uh, I think what got me interested in the movie was pretty much seeing Austin butler um because i think there was a i don't know if it was rehearsal or a, a, some sort of like sound sound check yeah and he played an elvis song and number one he sounded a lot like elvis mm-hmm. um so that was obviously uh what got me into it honestly was just him and the way he looked. Yeah. The trailer looked, you know, electric. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty much kind of uh, the whole movie. It's kind of a, I, I, I listened to another movie podcast um, and they were talking about it um, and it was, pre- they are pretty much saying and I agree that it's pretty, pretty much on like a roller coaster mm-hmm. the entire time because it doesn't, I guess one of the faults of the movie is it doesn't let like, for the serious stuff, it doesn't kind of let it rest. It mm-hmm. doesn't let it kind of breathe and kind of like absorb it, because because uh, the movie and I think it's to his detriment, and you could probably you know check check you know you can actually comment on it. Um, I think having the point of view because for those that haven't seen the movie, it's told from the point of view of the his I guess his manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name. Captain. Uh, Admiral. Uh, Admiral uh, something. Yeah, uh, Parker. Them. Yes, Colonel Parker. Colonel Parker. Um, so it's told from the point of view of his manager kind of like finding Elvis. So it's, it's definitely a biopic, but it's not like uh, Walk the Line. Yeah. that. Uh, we can also review a movie I've seen a lot, one of my favorites. Sure. Um, where it's pretty much told from the point of view of Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, this is told from the point of view of the manager who took advantage of Elvis. Um, and that's something that, of course, Elvis going into it, everybody kind of has an idea of Elvis, you know, obviously the swagger the music um and then uh obviously the you know dying on the toilet yeah know, that, the whole thing fat elvis yeah fat elvis Fat Elvis. yeah everybody you know that's kind of the if there was a um highlight reel of elvis that's pretty much the, the facts you're going to come across yeah. is, you know his music and you know fat elvis dying on the toilet yeah um so I know that I can you know I can vouch that you know the movie kind of tells a similar story a little bit more in depth because it does mention his childhood, going to like black churches and kind of how that kind of, um, you know, changed his uh, I guess his outlook on music and life yeah. you know and um so the movie I said is very it's electric it's, you're on on a ride the entire time, um because I will say it's similar to the, um, Bohemian Rhapsody movie um the live performances you can tell they devoted a lot of time to them yeah um you know they wanted 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 them to look the same i know there's been like comparison videos of i think it's suspicious minds i mm. guess i think that's the song yep. um when they're from the special yeah when he's wearing the suit and he's like pretty, sneaking right to the camera yep. um it pretty much it looks exactly the same as you know the, the original the real deal yeah. looks, looks um well,
0: you you know uh, uh, and you you might speak more to this too because uh, I just saw I didn't actually read into all this but from my understanding uh, you know he did he spent a lot of time uh, getting down Elvis's voice his sound um, and obviously the moves and everything but you know I focus on the voice right now and because when when you first told me about this, when I first started looking, even when I, uh, you know, all the way until the last few days, I just assumed that uh, they used Elvis's uh, singing and stuff, which I'm sure obviously a lot of it is. But um, apparently, a lot of it's Austin Butler, too. Yeah. Uh, so he spent a lot of time, and I heard something, and again, you know, this is all hearsay. I heard something, uh, so I want to say that if you've watched a movie, um, you'll notice that he sounds just like him. And a lot of times in these movies... They'll actually use the real person's voice, and uh, but a lot of this is him, the actor who just perfected Elvis's voice, and to the point where this is the thing I saw today, uh, he had a hard time uh, getting back into his real voice. Uh, I saw and, I that too. Yeah, um, but when I hear when I heard that about his voice, man, I thought it was really crazy because I uh, it's hard to replicate. I mean, these guys are, are famous, huge for a reason, but uh, especially Elvis, the greatest selling. Uh, musician who ever lived, but uh, the fact that uh, this guy who uh, who's an actor and you know they hired to do this and they're like oh yeah by the way y- yeah I know I look like him you're that's why you're casting, me, but I'm gonna lock myself in a room and I'm gonna come out sounding and singing like Elvis too mm. is insane to me.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's a story of Austin Butler and he, I think he was wanting to audition so he I think he ran over the performance you know a few times and you know and. I guess he was um, he didn't like the way it was turning out, so I can't remember the song. But he pretty much I can't remember the Elvis song, but it was a kind of an emotional song. it Was more of a ballad, and he pretty much sat down at a piano, like and just kind of broke down and performed it. um And evidently that's what got him the gig. Is this, I can't remember the Elvis song itself, but it's, um I guess it was a song about Elvis's mom because mm. I think you know because she passed away early yep. in Elvis's life and. Austin Butler had a similar situation where his mom passed away, yep. you know, younger in his life, and it was pretty much one of these performances that, um, you know, that pretty much got him got the gig. Yeah, it, that's you know, cool,
0: man, I, didn't, I hadn't heard that, that's really cool. I do know this, and you've probably heard this, Matthew, I didn't know this till today, um, trying to do a little research for the show, because uh, again, I finished it last night, so it's very fresh on me, but I had no idea that Austin Butler was a musician himself. Uh, apparently a self- taught uh guitarist and uh pianist is I saying that right yeah yeah, so I uh, taught himself how to play the guitar at like age thirteen or piano at thirteen the other one at cer anyways uh but he is a musician himself, so you know obviously that's gonna help um I gotta say this man uh I had one note that I had to make sure I talked about tonight when i-, t- I talked about this um so and i'm gonna say something and I'm gonna elaborate i didn't think he looked like Elvis, mm-hmm. but uh so I say that, but I'll say he was the perfect person to play Elvis because you 're not going to find someone who looks like Elvis. it's kind of hard you know he he didn't have like a besides being beautiful, he doesn't have anything distinct that you can like okay, Rami Malik plays uh Freddie Mercury. Well, they put fake teeth in him and a mustache on him. And, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, that's him. But with Elvis, it's just like you you do the hair and sideburns, but the face is the focal point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I didn't think he looked – older Elvis, like, uh, you know, sideburn Elvis, the distinct hair that we all remember Elvis by, I thought he looked a lot like him in those things. But one thing I take from both of them, it's like, you know, he it ain't that he looks like him, but they're both, uh, and I'm a straight man, of course, but they're both breathtakingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, I was looking at this Austin Butler, and I'm like, my God, this guy's beautiful. Like, he's just a beautiful man. And I, you know, of course, the way Elvis was, um, he just has this look about him, and, and it almost looks like he's doing, like, a Zoolander face the whole movie. Like, when he's looking around, he's got, like, these eyes, you know? But, uh... And at first it kind of pissed me off, um, but then you're like, you know what, this guy's just beautiful, it's just the way he looks. kind of goes back to, I know you and I talked about years back when we went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if i said this to you or my wife, but I said, uh, after a few minutes into the movie, just two or three minutes into the movie, I got sick and tired of the teeth situation and hearing him talk, and I thought Mm -hmm. it was a problem, but as the movie goes on, I completely forgot all about it, and obviously I thought he did a performance of a lifetime, but... So early on in this movie I was like man why does he keep looking around like that? Why is he looking at people? Why is his eyes doing that? But then again I completely forgot about it and I kind of got lost in his eyes and then I just I'm a huge fan of him as Elvis. I guess I I that's not a that's not a negative thing what I said about him not looking like Elvis. I'm saying nobody does uh you know, but the fact that they're both very beautiful and like, uh, you kind of, he did a great. They couldn't have picked anybody better. He's one of those. I imagine I've always heard Elvis walks in a room. Even if you didn't know who Elvis Presley was as a singer, you know everybody stops what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I I could see that being the same way with Austin Butler. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So 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 uh, you're just going into movie like sure. Just to touch on our, um. I guess I have a couple things I want to like. Uh, Fire away. Well, not, not, not to mention, but uh, uh, bullet points. So, uh, um, going into the movie, my opinion of Elvis, um, again, it's just one that kind of the general, what everybody knows about him. Um, my grandma, you know, as I imagine a lot of people's grandmas <laughs> loved Elvis. For sure. Um, you know, I said my grandma surely did as well. Um, so, I definitely grew up listening to Elvis and knowing some of his songs and and of course there's, you know, the fat Elvis that everybody knows. Yep. Um, and then I uh, like uh, I think Elvis was I want to say like there was like an episode of the Golden Girls when it was like uh, that a bunch of like uh, fake Elvises on there. I like Elvis <laughs> Impersonators. Really? Yeah. And then a horse like in Full House, you know, John Stamos yep. was kind of obsessed with obsessed with Elvis too. Yep. So uh so I think Elvis was definitely more prevalent in the as far as, you know, after, his, after he passed. Mm-hmm. But, um, so that's what I knew of Elvis. Just kind of the, you know, the, the major highlights everybody knows. So, what you, what's well, your... Well, let me what's ask you this. What's your uh, history with Elvis? Real
0: fast before I tell you, uh, has your opinion really changed on Elvis much?
1: Well, we'll get there.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, for me, Elvis, um, I, I got to a point, this was right, this wasn't like right away when I started listening to music, but, I got to a point around uh, 11 or 12, um, right when we got our first CD player, um, where I started listening to Elvis. Um, it kind of started because I I got into Buddy Holly first, oddly enough. Um, saw a movie on Buddy Holly, a biopic, with, uh, was it Gary Busey who played him?
1: Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I've ever seen it. Um I know, because he was, he was in La Bamba a little bit. Yeah,
0: okay, okay, so it was Gary Busey. Gary Busey plays uh, Buddy Holly, um, got into that movie, or watched that movie, fell in love with Buddy Holly, so I went and started buying a bunch of Buddy Holly album CDs, uh, Greatest Hits, this, that, whatever. Um, now, in that time frame, I started watching, uh, oddly enough, and this is a weird, I'm going down a weird path, but... Uh, started watching Frankie Avalon movies. Do you ever heard of Frankie Avalon? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm sure there's a good bit of our audience who might I might have just lost there. Frankie Avalon was a, a movie actor uh, 60 years ago. Uh, did a lot of uh, musicals and a lot of beach musicals and stuff. Um, well, my older sister loved Frankie watching the movies. Uh, so I got into those, started watching those. So then I just come off this Buddy Holly High. I'm starting to watch these Frankie Avalon and these kind of uh and it was around the same time frame the music or whatever, so all of a sudden uh the next logical thing i'm in this time I'm in this era with my music at this point, so the next logical thing was elvis um I had an older cousin uh it's the one that i, I you know really close with to this day uh he was a huge Elvis fan when he was younger I had an Elvis license plate and everything uh but a big elvis guy and uh so, I got into Elvis, but let me say this, it was strictly music. It, it was no background. I didn't know much about Elvis until I was an adult, and uh, and I'll be honest with you, like I knew all the facts that everybody else knew, but, um, you know, my opinion really changed after this movie, and I can't wait to hear yours. I, before I get all into it, because I want you to go first, uh, stay true to our, our formula, I'll say this. A more sad, uh, you know, opinion than anything mm-hmm. after after the movie and stuff.
1: Yeah. So, because uh, so, what I wanted to touch on was uh, kind of our thoughts before. Sure. Um, yeah. Our I fa- I, favorite moment during. Yeah. And then after our opinion. I so, like that. Uh, so uh, the spot in the movie that I would, um, I probably like the most was well, I was the one in the commercial. It's the one, um, if I'm getting it correctly, because it was I saw I watched the movie last week, um, one evening. It was the scene when he was. I don't know if it was his first performance or, if, or the when he when he was told not to move a finger, and then he started whittling his finger. And then, yeah. like you know, um, started you know, seducing the front row, yes. the ladies. Yeah, um, he got
0: like he get half the ladies pregnant the first row. Yeah, so see, that's
1: probably my favorite um, favorite part of the movie, sure. along with the music. Cause I know because with this act, not this actor. I think the director, uh-huh. uh, Bob Baz Lerman. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of his movies. Um, because cuz he, he he I think the last movie he did that that I know of anyway he did the Great Gatsby the most hmm. recent one um, Really? Yeah, one was Leo. Well, he, that makes sense now
0: looking at the movie poster like the the bright the yeah, okay. Yeah, all glitz
1: and glam, yeah, yeah, yeah. bright, shiny, loud. Yeah. Um Wow, there you go. Cuz he likes to he likes to mix in like these this modern music into his movies. Mm-hmm. So, um I didn't know that what's the uh, I have it right, I have it right here. Um, there's a I think earlier, well, a few weeks ago we um, listened to what's that female pop artist name, a Doja Cat. We listened to Doja yeah. Cat, and I didn't know that one song she has called Vegas is was it, was for the movie. I didn't yeah, know that. I didn't either until I heard it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Then there's a podcast I listened to about um, well about uh, Buzz Lerman and he's kind of like. Yeah. Uh, Put a lot modern music in these in this kind of a classical right telling of a you know of another person's sure. life, um, so yeah, so I know that they kind of did that, and that's kind of his thing. I think in Greg Gaskin, he, he, he did like a um Jay Z song for that kind of the main thing for that movie yeah. that I remember, um, so yeah, I know that's kind of a popular thing. So if you're watching the movie. You know, don't be surprised to hear Doja Cat or, you know, this mo- modern song in it. Um, what did you think about that? It was a little different because most biopics or, you know, I guess auto- autobiographical movies, they pretty much stick with or try to be, unless you're being in Rhapsody, you try to be uh, date exact, like chronological, Yeah. It, it, or you don't put, um, like, any uh, modern music in it yeah um not many people do that I, even in like um well i think he's the only song one i kind of know of uh a walk the line was pretty you know right as far as yeah. the music was played yeah
0: even bohemian rhapsody even if they move like they jump around like we both know that they did
1: like the music and stuff was it, at least of, the, was era, of yeah. the era right yeah um because what we were referring to with with Bohemian Rhapsody, since we, you know we're huge Queen fans, um, some of the music that they had said they said released one year was really released later, mm-hmm. um, along with Facts of Their Life. But we can get into that podcast another day. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was a little, I guess, going into it. I was expecting it. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't too, like, harsh. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like oh I don't like this at all because yeah. um, I, I was expecting it, but it was. You know, I think for the for the, his type of movies, kind of the high energy, mentioned loud might be the just the best descriptor. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, it worked. I mm-hmm. would say, but. Yeah. I wouldn't say, if it was like a quieter retelling of Elvis, it would have not worked at all.
0: Well, if I told, so I think you're probably where I'm at then, Matthew. If I had told you f- beforehand that it was going to be that way, you probably, if you're like me, you'd have been like, no, that don't, that's dumb. Uh, but then you have to kind of be there. The only time in the movie that I really didn't like it as much, and it's a scene that I love, um, was when Elvis gets upset at his mom. He uh, speeds off in the Cadillac. He goes and meets up with BB King. Well, I, I love the scene because he's just kind of – I love how, like, uh, you could only do that back then, the day's age, paparazzi, this and that, but back then they could still be – go out. Now, of course, people are going to notice him. They're going to sign some stuff, as he did. Like, he was signing. and he kind of went in there. But uh, while he was speeding around the little town um, about to find a parking spot, you know, you had, like, the uh, like the uh, beat. Uh, they changed, like, his – you know, it was like a – a hip hop uh, sound to one of his songs, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's but it sounded like he was listening to it because he had it in the car and oh, he just yeah. kind of like you know I was like ah come on man talk- this is nineteen sixty four or sixty two or whatever yeah. like mm-hmm. you know get this uh, Cee Lo Brown and uh, Eminem song off of here you know yeah um, yeah
1: I I understand that yeah so uh, I
0: wasn't a fan of that which you know I was gonna say that uh, did you have you looked
1: at the soundtrack any. Yeah, I did. Oh, because I, well, I, I had I haven't pulled up during the pod, um, and because I, I haven't like. I'm not i am not going to say I listened to to the whole thing. Sure. Because um, I know there's some awesome Butler. Because there are some yep. songs he recorded. Um, I would say it's probably my favorite, and um, I think we I think we listened to yeah we did we listened to this artist um, previously for a pod. It was. We uh, have the name here, Casey Musgraves Yep, yep, yep. She covered "Can't Help Falling in Love." um and she did a very good cover Mm -hmm. rendition of it um she kind of stayed closer to um the elvis version yeah this way more stripped down but as far as the melody and stuff um but uh yeah so i I like that song probably the most off the soundtrack but uh yeah i did look at it um so what's another like okay you you were going into this i like this idea what you're saying so
0: what's another scene like what's something else that grabs you scene wise that you like
1: uh, well, I would say it's probably the intro too when he goes into the I guess was it a revival or a black uh, yes the um kind of shows kind of how he um yeah I love it I that. can't say he I mean music music can be torn apart as far as like did he steal it Did he like you know was he influenced Because like there's a a great podcast about it um, I mentioned previously um, it was talking about um, ain't nothing but a hound dog. Because that's in the uh, Doja Cat song too. Yeah. But evidently, there was an original version of the song that someone did. I'm not to say ages, but I'm gonna say a little while before Elvis did. Yeah. Um, and it was like I can't remember the it was a you know younger black artist who didn't really get a lot of love and the publicity from sure. it that she should have. But it was her song. And like the the skeleton of like the Elvis version mm-hmm. was still was there, but evidently. And this podcast did a really good job of breaking it down of how um, evidently it was popular in the day to kind of rip other people's songs off and, like, change things up or, like, write, like, a response song to their songs. Um, So uh, Elvis's cover was actually a cover of someone else's cover. Yeah. like, a long line of covers. Um, I'm not sure how I got into that from... uh, Well, I'm glad you said
0: that. Okay, because I wanted to say this, and I know I forget, so I need to say this. So... Uh, I was worried how they were going to portray that. I, I was worried that they were going to make Elvis like a fraud. Yeah. And, you know, they obviously let you know in the movie that he had a lot of influence, the, the black community, the uh, rhythm and blues, the, the, the gospel. Um, but yeah. he had a lot of influence. And a lot of those songs were, uh, I guess, he done that they were already done. But it's kind of like this to me. So, you know, you can look at it in today's, uh, through today's lens and you can say, man, that's wrong but you know you you have to go back and say, i mean okay for example uh uh Pris- priscilla is that was his wife priscilla uh he was 24 and she was 14 when they met i mean when yes, they started so. dating so i mean you you can you can look at things uh through today's lens and you can say man all this is wrong but if you put yourself back because the lady you're talking about the the, the hound dog you know of course he's he's close with all these people and they asked her one time about him saying, you know, he ripped you guys off. I was like, no, 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 uh, Elvis was influenced by us. Uh, you know, so if you want to say he stole our uh, music, then you can say uh, 99% of the black uh, performers stole Elvis's moves. Um, you know, so basically saying, hey, no, 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 we all helping each other out. This is all. We're all in it for the same purpose to do music, mm-hmm. so she was kind of on his side and, and you know explaining it, and they didn't look at it that way. It was kind of like uh you just had to be there at that time They they weren't gonna they weren't gonna make money off that uh, that music because you know they weren't gonna get on the radio like they should i mean it you know it was wrong, but that's just the way it was so now they got away, and I don't know how they looked at it it wasn't me doing you know they didn't he didn't do one of my songs but um, in in a way, it's kind of like I would think, man. This guy's using something. Uh, it, it's kind of gratifying to know that uh, this is big
1: deal because it's not going to be a big deal if I do. I, you know what I'm kind of yeah. trying to say there? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And the, so the, the we mentioned the the original singer of Hound Dog was a singer called Big Mama Thornton. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is a song that's big, you know, being covered, you know, for a Lot of covers of this song, yeah. Um, even before Elvis got to is it, it heavily covered. Um, so I, I said, she didn't get the love she deserved from it, sure. But, um, but yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. You know, like it was kind of popular at the time, yeah. so which it, it isn't right today, right? And even then, you know, it probably wasn't right, you know, either. But it was just more par for the course, unfortunately. Yeah. And
0: like I said, she was complimentary of him, she didn't feel it that way. And at the end of the day, like, wouldn't we be just uh. Uh, you know, feeling. What we, what is it when you call like people uh, a virtue signaling? Like she's not upset. Like she, she loves Elvis, and she says, "Hey, duh, this is a two-way street." And I guess it would be like I can't be upset for her. She wasn't upset. You know what I'm kind of trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha.
1: you. Which um, our
0: world's full of these days, and and you know, and I guess it's I like their out, I like their outlook on it. So. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, which I'm glad. Like you know, looking back. Even if it is well after the fact. Sure. After it, it doesn't really benefit her too much. Sure. Um, so I know she's, you know, passed away. Right. Because, you, know, you know, she was probably probably close to 100 years old now. But, um, uh, yeah, so I, but she, she's at least getting recognition now. For I, mean, sure. like I said, pulled her up on Spotify. She had well over 400,000 listeners. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool, man. Yeah, so it's um, so obviously, you know, Unfortunately, it was just popular at the time yeah. um, for people to kind of rip other people off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Zeppelin did it with Zeppelin and the Beatles did it with you know blues guys. Yep. and the, You know the, you know Memphis and you know all that all that stuff. So yep. uh, unfortunately, everybody has influences. You sure. know, sometimes people don't get love. Right. Yep. Anyway, so that, yeah, my two favorite scenes of the movie I mentioned the I think it was the first performance or the big performance on in the commercial about. Um, when he seduces the front row, yeah, and the uh, church revival, yeah, um, you know, early on in Elvis' life, yeah. I showed that. Um, so yeah, so um, any other scenes you want to point? Yeah, out? so
0: okay, the the one you mentioned that's in the trailer, the, the the first, it is the first one in the movie. Uh, that is one of my favorites as well. Um, you know, if if you haven't seen it, and uh, of course, I hope we're not spoiling it for you. I Hope you have shut it off the podcast off by now <laughs> and said I'm gonna come back and listen. But uh, And uh, and you're back. You've already watched. Okay, good. No, that first performance, it's so cool because he kind of goes out there. He's obviously praying with his bandmates and his mom and, the, and his girlfriend in the parking lot. Uh, he's very nervous. He goes out there. He kind of uh, sounds like, you know, the mic makes the noise. It looks like he's about to bomb. And then, you know, the narrating from uh, Parker, uh, the, you know, his manager makes it so much better. He kind of stops. The guy in the the crowds uh, calls him a fairy, tells him to cut his hair, fairy or whatever. And Elvis looks up, and then that's when he's like, "I watched this boy transform into, you know." Uh, and then he just goes off, and uh, so that was one of my favorite parts. And uh, oddly enough, this is very sad. I don't know, but the, I don't know if it's one of my favorite parts, but it just sticks out to me, and I can't forget it. Is towards the end of the movie, he's in Vegas, and uh, when he calls Parker out, you can tell he's very inebriated. Um, and he starts singing lyrics, but throwing Parker in there about the gambling debts and stuff, and it was one of the most sad things to me, but it was was very gratifying if you're watching a movie and you're following along, you're wanting him to dump him the whole time. Obviously, we all know his fate, um, but you're kind of hoping for, you know, and then that happens. It's very sad, but it it just sticks with me, man. It's just one of those Mm things.
1: Yeah, so... uh just to lead into our opinions after. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Unfortunately, you know, learning more about Elvis that he was kind of, um, his manager did take advantage of him. Like, we're not allowing him to perform overseas and pretty much was being stuck in America and just like playing in Vegas pretty much most of his life. Because he didn't have a passport. Yeah, which, I mean, essentially. Yeah, (laughs) which is one of those things that, you know, if, you know, if he wanted to perform they could have awfully worked it out. Yeah. Uh, I think he had like the first, like, live streamed concert you know in the world like, but,
0: but what i'm saying is is his manager didn't have a passport because he was like a legal uh immigrant right and
1: that's why didn't you get that job? Yeah. well yeah um well it's also one of the things i think is just that he didn't want to like travel so like yeah um it's one of those things that i think that um i think he didn't let elvis t- tour overseas because you know, not that he couldn't have, He's I being guess. Selfish. Yeah, like uh, just, I think he just wanted control of yeah. you know over his life and, um, and you know, so unfortunately, learning about the real, real history of Elvis, you know that he wasn't as free, I guess, as he came off, and yeah. um, pretty much kept him you know, high, pretty much lot of his life, you know. Yeah, again, it was unfortunate, but yeah, it definitely, kind of changes your opinion on Elvis uh, yeah. as far as the music and him as a man, because you don't, I know. I think there's been movies that have mentioned Elvis in his life, and even like autobiographies before. Um, but um, I wasn't—I'm not was going to say it's similar to this other movie I'm going to mention, but um, it's definitely in the same family of like these movies about these rockabilly guys. Like I mentioned, Walk the Line, mm-hmm. which mentioned a pre-version of Elvis, early Elvis. And there was the Great Balls of Fire, yeah, with uh, Jerry Lu- Jerry Lewis, yeah, Jerry Lewis with Dennis Quaid. Um, that one's more tragic, to me, not because of like, um, you know, you know, his career didn't pan out, but like, um, you know, he obviously he's, he married his like fourteen year old like second yeah. cousin, which is unfortunate, um, and that pretty much tanked his career thereafter. Um, and that movie didn't really shine a whole a good light on Jerry Lewis like this movie does. That shines on Elvis because also uh, we mentioned he married Priscilla uh, you know big age difference yeah which um, even then I can't like again just looking at it from today's time uh, I don't know how it would have like been okay then but it's then crazy, again huh? it's not yeah not of the age you know yeah it's just crazy you know um, cause even like I think we have like family members like grandparents that got married when they are like 14 or 15 sure. but then like their husband was like 3 years older right got, not 12, yeah. You know, then. So that even then, I don't see how that would have flew, but each their own, I guess, looking looking back in history. But uh, even then, you know, even then, like, even with that insight in it, um, this still made Elvis look good as far as like telling his tragic t- telling of his life and yeah. making, you know, I guess you could have a little more sympathy for this guy who's, you know, you know, uh, larger than life in every sense of the word. Definitely the first. Rock star, um, and definitely, um, I mean, kind of hard to put his career in context when it comes to like how is he compared to like people of like the 70s and the 80s, um, but he's definitely like uh, definitely in the top five five biggest artists of all time. well it's like just like a just talk about the size of his career.
0: I I would say he's one. Uh, I re- I mean I know that's obviously debatable. And you're right. He's definitely top five. But I, I'd have to say he's one. I know. Two. My two big takeaways, Matthew, is like one is, uh, uh, and this is another reason it's very sad. I had no idea. It seems to me at the end of the day, and I know drug abuse and all that. Um, so you know, no excuses. Um, you know, if you need help, get help. But uh, it seemed to me like uh, he got worn down, and like, uh, and that's it seemed to me that that's ultimately like probably what ended his life and like spiraled everything out of control. It seemed like he was overworked um, and, and, and kind of just what now he's a grown man and the guy didn't have control of him like that. So I know he could have helped his cause and obviously the guy, you know, he could have done made better choices too. Um, so that was a, a, a big thing. The other thing that uh, I, never know, I never knew until the movie is I, I guess when you think about those artists of a different era, you just think of the highest of praises, everything we hear about him. I never knew that Elvis kind of went into the toilet. Like he had to, have to he had to have a resurgence to like get back. It just seems like when you talk about an Elvis that he he got yeah. here at the top of the chart and he stayed there until to the end. You know, um, I, I never realized that he kind of went went off and then had to
1: resurge his career. That was kind of crazy. Didn't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, just learning more about the guy made him way more interesting. Um, cause, cause I knew, you know, I didn't know a lot about his life or like, you know, the Tom Parker, I think his name, you know, Tom Parker situation of it all. Um, we get learning learn more about him, feeling sorry for him, but well, to him still being, you know, regarded as, obviously, I know he did maybe copy or still some influences, but, uh, even then just kind of what he was able to do just the size and magnitude of him of, 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 a, of a, like a performer uh-huh. I mean even somebody like We Love Freddie yep. you know obviously was a huge influence on Freddie Sounds like Queen's rockabilly stuff you know crazy little thing and uh, uh, Man on the Prowl again a great deep cut there for Queen fans yeah. out there another great rockabilly Queen song but uh, their version of um, uh, jailhouse rock you yeah. know um, like you can just see kind of the influence he had on other like front men or like other, you know, people uh you know that came after Elvis. Well
0: tie this all together too, Matthew. One thing to go with what you're saying, we kinda started the show uh talking about Matthew's trip and we started joking about a first dance spin, the Rolling Stones Beast of Burden. Well, I went to type in uh Beast of Burden because I was, I you know I I knew I, I remember the story about Jagger uh, and Richards, but I wanted to see if it was about a girl or if there was anything I was missing and I'm not kidding you, when I typed in Beast of Burden lyrics, the first thing that popped up, for whatever reason today, um, call it fate, whatever, was uh, how saddened the Stones were that they didn't get a chance to meet their hero, Elvis. He was their idol, and uh, they said, I guess Keith Richards did an interview years back saying that they almost. Uh, uh, that he passed away right before they were going to get a chance to to meet their idol. And you're talking about one of the you, when you think of the Stones, you think of the top of the chart, and for yeah. for him to be their idol, I guess if you're living in a rock and you're just
1: discovering Elvis, then that should tell you everything you need to know about Elvis. Yeah, um, there's another, I think there was a story was might, might have been it was it the Beatles that did meet Elvis. Mm. Uh, I want to say it was the Beatles or some you know one of these legendary rock bands met Elvis and it was like you know a big deal um a very similar story but um yeah like I said uh you know Elvis obviously um great to look back at his life yeah. you know and this you know great movie so definitely recommend the movie I was gonna yeah. mention this um cause this came out recently mm-hmm. but um I was gonna tell you how do you th- how, the movie this other movie I are gonna mention um Did it kind of affect your opinion of like this retelling of Elvis was a walk the walk hard? Yeah, that that movie kind of like the borrow British term take the piss out of this movie a little bit oh yeah
0: a little bit because there were scenes where you're like oh man like uh you know now you look back it made you it made me look back at walk hard and say oh yeah yeah i forgot about that it just made me think of the movie walk hard a bunch of scenes
1: yeah because i'll mention that well i mentioned walk the line kind of the movie that got me into johnny cash honestly um and the popular thing in Walk Hard was, well, in walk the line. It shows Johnny Cash whipping like a sink out of a wall. Um, so that happened, I guess, in the movie. Yeah. And then Walk Walk Hard, he he rips like five, six time. sinks <laughs> like, in a row out of a wall. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's the drug stuff. So anyway, because um, uh, you know Walk Walk Hard kind of took the piss out of. Like, and his son or his brother dying in Walk Hard. Yeah, yeah. And then like obviously that was his brother dying too. Sure. Uh, Johnny Cash's brother, died, too, in that movie. So he kind of he took the piss, I guess, out of yeah. uh, this movie a little it bit. Did. You can still enjoy the movie, yeah. but uh, if you sing a walk hard, you...
0: It's still great. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you're exactly right. I guess the moment, it, it, the moment I had a chuckle was when uh, his parents or his mom or somebody, maybe the narrator, I can't remember, but said that Elvis had to be... Uh, double great for both of them uh, or whatever. And that, which is a line from walk hard when his brother dies, you know? So I, I it, it, that kind of made me chuckle. And I thought about walk hard. Um, wrong kid, dad. Yeah. Wrong, wrong kid, dad. Uh, no, one of my final thoughts and I'll turn it over to you is, uh, uh, so I know Elvis. No, I've, I've known Elvis. I've learned a lot about Elvis though, uh, through the movie and, uh, and then research, obviously, um, you know, one song uh from the movie like i've always elvis uh for me i i I love suspicious minds uh one of my favorite elvis songs of all time can't help falling in love um you know uh all shook up and hound dog of course but uh one song that i've actually played a bunch since i uh watched the movie uh that i i don't think i've ever maybe i've listened to it but I've fallen in love with it. It's a song that I've had on the loop here lately. Is if I could dream, um, which is obviously the song that he did at the uh, at his uh, 68 special. Um, you know, they made it in the movie like they wrote it overnight, stayed up all night and wrote it and did it, which wasn't the case. I want to say this special was uh, aired over 10 days, so they did they did write it in the like I guess that two week span, which is you know that's cool too. But uh if you're watching the movie, and I obviously this is all dramatics, uh but in the Elvis movie, they made it seem like he stayed up all night before they uh, did the final song the next day, and rather than doing the Christmas song, he did if I could dream or or uh but uh which is an anti war song or or you know a peace song it's a it, I guess it's a peace song he was pretty beat up about uh Dr Martin Luther King's passing and just everything going on and racial justices and what have you um but Man, I love that song. God knows what a good song. And I don't feel like I've ever heard it until I watched this movie. But now mm-hmm. I've listened to it a few times. And on the soundtrack, uh, speaking of which, on the soundtrack, there is a cover, which is it's not in the movie, but there's a cover of the song, If I Could Dream, by a, a band yeah, called uh, main, Skin or something. Main, man, the skin. There, there's someone from
1: Eurovision. Well, their big song was, uh, uh, what's that song on TikTok last year, um, Begging. That's a song on TikTok the that I beg and beg Oh yeah,
0: that's yeah, okay. Song. That's their song. Yeah, so. well and, and I didn't so yeah, apparently they were on Eurovision too and um yeah. you know, which uh I, I'd never heard of and Now you say that I've heard that song. But um, uh, they do a good cover of the song.
1: Yeah, um I still th- do have to say it still can't help falling. That song is, you know, uh means you know means a lot to me and like I said, it's one that was almost our wedding song. Uh Almost sad I didn't choose that one, or at least the white lion one. But uh, anyway, side note there. But uh, yeah, so we definitely recommend the movie. For sure, you get to see it. We'll uh, choose another um, music biopic, yeah. you know, or uh, autobiography, you yep. know, one of these things. Because off is a long line of them out there. For sure. That I like to revisit. This I mean, I know, like I mentioned. There's a good, great Rush one, mm-hmm. um, and this was before uh, Neil Peart passed away, so it's not. Yeah. Um, which I say, I say this not in a negative way, but it's not like devoted to him. Yeah. It's about the band, um, you know. So uh, this digs into Rush. and Then, there's, Food Fighters have a couple out there that are really good. Uh, of course, I mentioned Walk the Line by in rap Rhapsody, so it's a lot to go on. Um, so yeah, I think we could definitely recommend the movie. Yeah For those to have three hours. To, to kill.
0: Yeah, yeah. Make sure you have plenty of popcorn and plenty of time. Uh, so yes. yeah, I definitely say that. You got any uh, any news, any anything newsworthy for us for uh, this week? Uh,
1: well, yeah. As I mentioned, well, um, I guess if you still want to do this next week, we're gonna do uh, a few album reviews. Or, yeah. Because um, we do have yeah um, came out this past week. Um, I want to say the Midnight's new album came yep. out uh, last Friday. Heroes. I listened to it today but i'll you know save it for the pod okay but anyway there's midnight's new album came out ozzy's new album came out which what well, maybe want to listen to the ozzy one just to get into that briefly um the album is called patient number nine i should mention that but uh um i was off i was off a day this week getting ready for this weekend to you know travel and do all that so uh listening to serious and I'll, i want to say because ozzy uh there's a channel ozzy's yeah. And they were uh, pretty much talking about the album and like making it and all that stuff, um, and I heard a couple of the songs. I said, "This sounds really good." Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I guess I brought it, brought it, to, brought it up with you. Yep. So, when to re- review those two, and then you mentioned a band of yours, yep. um, Future Birds. Yep. They have a I guess was it an EP that came out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for you to check that one out. I, I've I've listened to it. I want to get your thoughts on it. I know um that's one of a personal favorite of mine. That um you know I've let Matthew hear a little bit. Uh, a little bit odd. they're, they're considered rock. Uh, very, uh, indie countryish uh, rock. Uh, you just have to hear it. Uh, but but yeah. So there's that. Um, so I, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it, man. There's some there's some good ones on there.
1: And we may um, yeah. So so. Uh so there's those three, and it's funny kind of how it works out. There's one for you, one for me, yep. and one for both of for us. For both, yeah. Because uh, the Aussie, I'll say it's more for both yep. of us. Uh, we might have to add another one here. I'm gonna double check just real quickly before I before we get going here. Yeah. Um, and sign off. Um, I want to say Joe's new album came out. It comes out next week too.
0: Joe Kerry.
1: Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, maybe so maybe may next week or the week after. Okay. I Can't quite not not too sure. Um. But yeah, uh, it either comes out next week or the week after. Never mind, this comes out next week, sixteenth. Nice. So we'll have to do four. For sure. Um. So, uh, so that's my recommendations. Well, well, I guess we can't we can't recommend it. I guess that's just the inside of a, uh, a pod. Yeah. So that's a topic for next week. Sorry to get ahead of myself. No, here. you're good, man. So recommendations. Okay, so a brief story. Um. I was uh, driving. Well. We were up in, uh, not to give too much information here, but we were in uh, up in the uh, uh, Rhode Island, uh, Boston area yesterday. Mm -hmm. So we drove twenty or twelve hours overnight to get back home today. Right. Um, So last night, you driving and riding, vice versa. Um, I think I put them on just to let them play, because I didn't want to like mess with the radio a whole lot. Yeah. I put on the struts and just let their let their like their catalog play out Mm -hmm. um and something about them made me well listening to their songs we listen to it like them probably for at least several hours because we just we just didn't change it yeah Um, but listening to their stuff um, made me appreciate them more Mm. Um, it was just kind of like well listening to them more I could hear more of their influences they definitely have a song off their last album that's definitely darkness inspired the dark the darkness inspired i can't remember the song now off the top of my head um but uh yes yeah, listening to them like i've only loved them more after listening to them last night for several hours um and luke spiller again a great front man mm-hmm. um so i would uh, just recommend the struts I listening to them last night listening to the um them over and over again kind of drilling into me yeah uh just again a, just a great british rock band um so yeah i'll just recommend the struts
0: yeah check the struts out and matthew i'll leave you with this so you've heard what we're going to do next week oh you got you give us some homework while i'm fun wrapping okay. this up so while matthew's uh, gonna scroll and find us our homework for this week uh, I'll kind of tell you, uh, and I'm going to surprise him in a second because it's going to be the next two weeks. Next week, uh, he's going to give us our homework right here in a second. We're going to do the album reviews. We've got a bunch of good albums, as he mentioned, I think four total. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. The next week, I kind of mentioned something to Matthew about how something I watched on the Internet the other day. It got me thinking. I thought this would be a good topic. But in two weeks, I thought about you and I, uh, if you're stranded on an island the rest of your life, five albums that you could carry. Uh, so, you know, I, that was inspired by a band I like, Classless Act. I've mentioned on here quite a few times. They yeah. uh, saw them sit mm-hmm. down. They were asked by an interviewer that question. Uh, they, they, it was albums um, that they would uh, be stranded with, and they had, could only pick five. Um, so it got me thinking, and I haven't sat down to do that homework yet for that one, but I was thinking it was going to be very hard
1: to do. Yeah, that, that's gonna be hard. That, that'd be good. Like, yeah, I guess two weeks from now. Yes. Um. So I guess again. So it's Joe, Ozzy's new album, yep. the Midnight Future Birds. As far as uh, all of our it's reviews. It's, yep. Yeah. Yes, so we gonna have to cut. We can't do a whole episode on each one. That'd be a month, month right. long, uh, uh, episode there. Um, because I think well, Megadeth one came out all by itself. So yep. we were able to. Because I think Megadeth's yep. probably at least. a, Five or six for me, as yeah. far as like uh, bands, anyway, and, and
0: top ten for sure.
1: Yeah, so for both of us, well beloved. So, um, all right. So I'm gonna go to top songs in the USA. So these are, um, pretty much gonna be artists. we probably don't know. Okay. Um, so these are like the top uh, uh, top songs, which a lot of the time they're pop. Yeah. Um, you know, so this isn't um, this is gonna be you know different for what we know normally listen to. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Choosing now. Okay, this would be different. Um, right, what you got? It's a big big country artist that pretty much everybody I don't know about you know, your wife, but um a lot of people I know like this guy. Okay. Uh Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan, okay. Zach Bryan, so he's a country artist well beloved in our uh well, the country circles, he's in our area anyway. Zach Bryan. Okay. So Zach Bryan. So I know nothing about him. I don't Can't, either. I don't know a song by him I'm at all. I'm hearing about him for the first time. So
0: next week um, I'll have yeah. a breakdown.
1: So uh, I just know he's well beloved. Okay. Um, a lot of people share his stuff online. So anyway, um, so Zach Bryan, those four album reviews. We got some good ones. Yep. A lot of, lots of stuff to listen to.
0: All right, guys. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. And we'll be back next week with another good one. Appreciate you. Peace. See ya.